0: So, my name is Robin Ketchmarek and I'm from um, the Cooperative Life. As you can see, I'm co founder, co owner, and CEO. And I really like to um, express that co ownership because I think um, in Australia we don't really have co owned businesses. And um, the cooperative model uh, allows for that co-ownership. And it's taken me five years, I think, to realise the power of that co-ownership and how we don't understand what that means um, and and the education that needs to go around that. So now, everywhere, you'll see that I'm a co-owner and everybody is a co-owner, because if we don't start putting it in this top level, then we're not gonna be able to spread that message. Um, So do I just go down? Okay, so um, I've got... Um, A whole lot of questions, I suppose, that I'm going to answer. So my role um, and motivation for being in a cooperative, um, I started out as an aged care worker, got divorced um, in 2006, 2007, and was working um, in one of these horrible buildings up the top, you know, to get a a job nine to five, and I hated it. So I decided, uh, and I wasn't seeing my kids and doing school or anything, so I said aged care that's the way to go, you know, (laughs) flexible, Uh, you know, I can call my hours, I can still see my kids. So I went and put myself through the course and then got out into the industry and it was me with a list of people to go and see and uh, it was shocking, pretty shocking. Um, The agency that I work for, I couldn't get in contact with them. If there was problems, you know, it didn't really matter. They just weren't interested. They were just interested in taking the money. There was no Christmas party. So, you know, all these things that I'm thinking, you know, I don't know about this. Um, And so, I decided to start my own practice. and coordination so you know linking people up to packages and things like that and then um, I needed to employ staff and I'm like oh no I'm gonna go down that agency line I don't want to do that so I started to research what else was out there and came up with what they're doing in Europe and the US and um, the UK with worker owned cooperatives in this space and I thought that was just brilliant Um, and so I just put a call out to anybody that I knew and I got four people plus my husband to form a cooperative because <laughs> you need five people and we, we needed five people <laughs> then so i was like, well, you know, going? Right, good, good, fantastic and he was a chair so you know <laughs> um, which he still says he needs to come to all board meetings which he, he never did anyway so um, so we formed, we didn't have no idea what we we're doing um, but it took a year and we gave some very lucky lawyer, seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars to write up what I wrote, and all the spelling mistakes and everything went into our constitution. Mm. <laughs> so, my, I'm not that impressed anyway. So, um, you start a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. um, and so we started. Um, we had no money. Um, um, uh, and we were lucky, though, that Bank Australia gave us um, an overdraft in case we needed it. But we had one customer um, in aged care and, and one staff member that was me. And um, today we've got um, about 80 staff. So that was in 2011, 2012 that we started. Um, we're now five years old. Come, We just had our fifth birthday and uh, we've got um, 80 staff and we see about 130 customers in aged care and disability, 85% disability at this stage, because there is 121,000 people on a wait list for an aged care package, until the government releases those, hopefully next year. We can't really venture into into aged care just yet. I'm just gonna get my water, before I... um, So, But we will swap, eventually. Okay, so I suppose the the reason that I Got into this was that it was the support workers that I really thought was the missing part of this. Um, all the organisations are saying that the roles changed, that you know the business is changing, aged care, disabilities changing, from the organisational perspective, and also from the customers' perspective that they wanted to get you know individual budgets in. But the staff was the missing thing. Nobody was really talking about the the staff, and the staff is what holds it all together. It's the glue, and so. And it's really about the work of those people. And so we are a worker cooperative, and I'll go into a little bit about that in a minute. But probably the main thing was my feelings that, you know, from work, what people should be able to get is that they should be paid fairly, which was not the industry standard and is not the industry standard in ours. Um, And that they're paid on time. I think these are important things. And that they make enough money to make ends meet on a weekly basis. Um, they can sustain their family and then they can retire well. I think they're the things that I think are really, really important for all Australians to have. Um, And if you're in aged care and disability, you should also have those as well. Um, And we're not there yet, we don't see that. Okay, so I'm on this one. Um, so i 've just said why the cooperative was formed because it was a group of people that were disgruntled with the current system and we thought we wanted to do something better so very much about your problem solving you know we see a problem let 's all get together um, we don 't know much about the cooperative um, let 's think but that sounds good you know let' let 's um, Let's work together. So the five people that we got together all could see a problem in aged care and disability and wanted to do something about it. Um, And it was really around supporting the workers and um, giving them a democratic say in their own work. But we didn't know that when we started. It's only really now that I'm, after five years, really beginning to understand what that all means. Um, Okay. And I suppose it's this clip, this woman, (laughs) <laughs> this lovely woman, um, who sort of says it all. So this, I go and see that woman, at the, I knock at a door, do you think she's going to be friendly to me? <laughs> you know? So that's the support worker that goes to see her, who needs support around her, you know? She, she's the, you know, those people that go in are having a really hard time. It's not a glamorous job, it's not an easy job. So if you're out there on your own, you're a lone worker, you need to have the support built around you. And so the cooperative does offer that. Um, that support, Um, otherwise I do, but with the cooperative in particular does. Okay, go down. So, um, how does the cooperative operate? Now I'm gonna go to this slide. So, we started in 2011 with a call to action and we called Australian Independent Living Enterprise Cooperative Limited, which is a mouthful. So we decided to change the name, which was good. at that stage, um, when, we, uh, when we opened in 2000, we it took us from 2011 to 2013 to get a business plan together and to think about what we were doing and how we were doing it and pay the people $7,000. Um, we started operating in July, 2013, where we went and um, we got registered with the cooperative um, body, which is the fair work uh, part in, in Bathurst. And we were a non-distributing cooperative with share capital. So we were not for profit. And that was okay because we didn't think we were going to make profit and we didn't really know anything about that, but we could be tax exempt, which looked pretty good to us. Um, So one staff, one member, but we realised that. that wasn't the true form of what a cooperative is, and so a cooperative is distributive by nature. So, and that's the real benefit for low-paid workers is, is if they can get a bonus at the end of the year, or you know, they can profit share if the business is profitable. If not, so we decided to change in 2017, and now we're a distributing cooperative with share capital. So now we're a for-profit, um, which will, I'll talk about its limitations. Um, and then, and I said we're 80 staff, and we've got about 130 customers. But we're growing every day, so that's changing as as every day. You know that we're 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 increasing. Um, the objectives. What so all cooperatives have an objective. So ours is to establish and operate an employee-owned enterprise because um, our members are our owners that uh, provides best practice in home care services for frail and aged persons and persons living with a physical, de- 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 developmental or psychosocial disability. Um, we also include care, therapeutic and allied cultural or social services uh, to the community and we do secure and well-resourced employment training and ownership opportunities for workers engaged in the delivery of care and therapeutic allies and services. Um, so we provide aged care, disability, mental health care services to people through NDIS, my home care packages or self-funded, that's, that's at this point in time. Uh, We have two classes of membership, um, and the membership is really important to what cooperatives are. So we are a worker-owned cooperative, so that means that our staff are our members. Um, And um, we actually have two models. We have a capital membership, if anybody wants to give us any money. Anyone, you know, (laughs) you can become a member. So that hasn't been used very much um, at all. So um, at the moment where um, membership model is just employee owned. And you have to be a six do a six-month probationary period before you come in. And we're really still playing around with that membership and what that means. So really the base of what membership means for us is that um, you can get a say in decision making, so that's a democratic decision making, but you can also get a patronage to share the profits at the end if the if the cooperative and we thought that that alone would be enough to um, just attract people, but it's not. People you know, don't really wanna be members, what do I do? So now we've decided to make it a bit more exclusive. So you have to do a bit of education in that six months. You have to learn how the business works, so the finance, the income, the consensus decision making, some soft skills. And then you have to be um, selected by your, your team leader to be a cooperator, because I think you know, if you don't fit those three things, then you can't come in and then you can't share our bonuses at the end of it. So we've sort of made that a bit exclusive and we're putting that in place sort of next year. Um, So legal governance structure is as a cooperative, as I said, we share capital. Um, So that means that when you decide and you get the tick that you will become a member, you get, um, you have to buy a minimum of 10 shares at $20 each. And um, it's still the one vote, one one member so sorry, one membership, one vote um, doesn't matter how many shares that you have. the shares are really a way to divide up that patronage at the end of of the year, so that um, you know if there's um, ten dollars to share and you've got one one shares worth one dollar, so you get you know ten dollars basically um, does that make sense, yeah, okay um Distributing, non-distributing. So that means that we give our, uh, we distribute to our members, and we have at the moment three locations. We've got two in Sydney, two teams in Sydney, and one in New England um, area, which is in Gleninus, But we are expanding to Adelaide and to Melbourne, and possibly the ACT. Um, Did you have a question? Yeah. So that's sort of coming up for next year. That's a bit about our model. Okay. Um, The challenges, I think Australia is the challenge for cooperatives (laughs) and that's historic I think you know because we didn't go down the cooperative line after the war I think you know so so we really struggle with the idea of cooperatives here Um, and it's changing which is really good so in the five years that I've been involved in this I can actually mention a cooperative and somebody knows what it is you know so that's really good, because when I used to talk to people, they would go, no idea. Um, the challenges is the, we don't have any of the backup services and in the infrastructure to form cooperatives. So we don't have the lawyers, we don't have the accountants to help us. Um, that's changing, thankfully, to you guys. Thank you very much. Um, and none of our members know what a cooperative is, and we have no money to teach them. So, (laughs) uh, and this comes back to that exhaustion that I really relate to that, because I'm not only running a business now as a CEO, which I didn't have any skills, it just happened that nobody else wanted to do it, um, and I also have to run a cooperative. So, I have two businesses that I'm doing, and I am exhausted. Do you know? And so, I'm figuring out how to pass that on to other people. So, we're in a current restructure as well, where we're going to an enterprise cooperative where we have a top body and then we have self-managed teams that have to self-manage their own stuff, you know, um, and that is a way that we keep it local so that we have local members working in local areas with local people and that's how we're going to be expanding. So, um, okay, what's the next? So as I said, yeah, our approach to scaling the cooperative is that the, top entity, TCL Enterprise, it's going to be called, will do back office stuff. Um, so payroll, invoicing, IT, all of that stuff. And then we're having satellites underneath that. So we have two Sydney satellites with a regional director and a lead support worker and their members. And they very much self-manage their own, um, their own work. Um, and that is what's happening in um, New England They're doing the same. So they have so much more say in what they're doing. It doesn't come for us, you know, it doesn't come to us. We just help them with their back office stuff that they need. Um, That's what we're also doing in Adelaide as well. And we're also moving into integrated care, because I think that's the answer. Individual budgets for disability and aged care are not the answer. They've done it in the UK. It's not the answer. It's integrated care. So how are we going to work that system out? Um, the other thing that we're wanting to do is to open up a cooperative college, ladies, <laughs> um, and because we need to, we need to have education not only in our industry, but all cooperatives need to have education, the technical side of it. Um, and um, we also need to have that cooperative knowledge. So we're starting those discussions from the cooperators' level, um, and, and linking in with what's available here. We don't want to reinvent the wheel, but we want to make that a formal sort of process that anybody's interested in cooperatives can possibly go along. And then industry-specific, you can do your, your you know, use tastes and say you're going to train in cert three, or you're going to train in, you know, cert three in this industry. Um, so that's really, really crucial because. The NDIS and aged care are not profit-making businesses, they're recovery, cost-recovery businesses and they shouldn't actually be expected to be um, you know, making profits. I, I don't think it's a, it's a community service, well, that's my feeling anyway. We need to be looking outside at how we provide that education. And so forming our own cooperative will be the way, and it'll be a cooperative as well, to, to figure out how we're gonna get really good quality education along the way. So they're the two things that we're doing um, for next year. Um, and I suppose this is my read the 10 benefits and I've got a copy of this but this I suppose is your your principles but in a funky form you know the 10 reasons that cooperatives rock um, and if you want a copy of that I can send it to you but they're I think they're funky things um, and that's why I decided to go on a cooperate to a cooperative it's those touchy-feely things you know that and I was convinced by cooperators back in 2011, why do you want to become a cooperative? Just become an association. And I'm like, it's those that is really important. That's our um, unique selling point. That's um, the reason that, that you know I go to work is for all of those things. Um, and that's our cooperative advantage. And we need to be really pushing that as cooperatives. It's the values. It's the democratic principles, it's the participation, it's the ownership, which you don't get in the other entities. And maybe the disillusionment that people are having is because you know, they're not embedded, those values are not embedded in everything that they do. And cooperatives do that. Um, internationally, we do that. Um, the opportunities, as I said, this is what we're looking towards. Um, this is probably more medical, but I couldn't find a thing that was more community-based. But really, having the patient at the beginning, and then all of the things around on the outside, so that you know it links in. But the people that are at the centre of it would be our members, our staff, as the eyes and the ears that see people in their homes. We've got to be uh, uh, an integral part in their well-being and their care. I mean, especially as we're moving towards um, an older population um, that's got chronic illnesses, uh, comorbidities, and things like that. Um, I think that you know we need to be using. Um, our staff to be to be helping to uh, fix some of the problems that we're seeing in the healthcare system and community. So my key messages: ownership, democratic control within your governance. What does that look like? And redistribution of the surplus to members, giving back to them. Those are ones that contribute their time and effort and you know thoughts and everything should be compensated. And that's the value of what a cooperative can do. Thank you.